Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee with Casey, where we have a few things to talk about, but mainly what we're going to talk about today is real estate AI. So AI is in all the news. Everybody's saying, is it good? Is it bad? I can't speak to the medical side. I can't speak to the government side or the military, but I can talk about real estate. And real estate, it is an absolute disaster. So, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over why is it a, you know, disaster um, and how it hurts sellers. And I'm going to give you a specific example of how outrageous it really is. Before we do that, I want to take one sidetrack. Michelle just alerted me that Wall Street Journal's Real Trends, which tracks all the teams in the country, has just named us the number one team in the state of Virginia, medium team in the state of Virginia. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take over. Not only is it number one team, but as you can see here, it's the number one team in the state. And then you can see who the, the second and third place teams. You can see the volumes that we do. Also pretty big teams, good teams. And then over here in Virginia News, they have an article about me. I guess a reporter had called me up, asked me some questions. She turned it into an article so no matter where you go in the state of Virginia, mega teams or large teams or small teams or individuals, they all are going to read that. So, so I would just say this. If nothing else, it gives me a little credibility that what I'm about to say is right on the button. I mean, right on the button. So, so let me take you off to let's, let's just go to the real estate AI and find out where we're headed. Okay. So I get a call from a seller. Um, usually it's, you know, I'm like Batman, right? Uh, somebody uh, flashes a bat signal. We get our stuff. We do our pricing. We do our pricing. We get over to the house. We, you know, talk to the seller. Very important. Sometimes we have to be there within three hours, which is what today was, or yes, the other day was. So my job is to describe exactly what, um, what we're dealing with here, Right. What is the price range that a house would be in? Is a house a layer cake? Is it a birthday cake? Is it a wedding cake? And I know that's a new term that I don't use a lot on Coffee with Casey, but back in the day when builders are building a home, we would look at a new home and we would say, that's a layer cake. Very basic, very utilitarian, nothing surprising, you know, beveled floors, you know, uh, builder grade is what we would call a builder grade house, which is a layer cake. Nothing wrong with a layer cake, my mom made layer cakes for every event. Yeah, Devil's food frosting or devil's food cake, vanilla frost, white frost. Nothing wrong with it. Birthday cake is a house that's dressed up a little bit, that looks a little sexier, right? Maybe it's got trim or it's it has a new kitchen or new bathrooms or it just is a standard customary nice house. Nice house. The third is wedding cake. A person like J.P. Brahoney or Tommy Stotts, some builders, um, uh, Dan Somerville will build a wedding cake. And a wedding cake means that it's got Pennsylvania Fieldstone all the way up. Everything looks really cool. The door is worth eight to $10,000, not 1,000, not 1,500, eight to 10,000. You've got stone on the pillars. You've got uh, stone and party plank. It's gorgeous. Just, just everywhere you look, something's beautiful. Three and a half inch hand stained floors with walnut stained, beautiful. Stone on the fireplace, monogram appliances, uh, Cambria uh, 
um, uh, quartz all over with the waterfall. Gorgeous. Everywhere you look in those house, beautiful. That's a wedding cake. So you got to know when we're looking at houses, whether I'm dealing with a layer cake, a birthday cake, or a wedding cake. And that's a part of the process of what scale, how am I going to price this house? So I'm going to prove to you the value of a customary house so that nobody watching this show can dispute it. It's very simple. It's very easy. Um, it's a 35, 3,600 square foot house in Vienna. It's assessed at 1.215. Pretty easy to, to comp. There's plenty of comps. Not like it's not like it's going to be a hard one. So let's take a look at this. Let me show you. This is a pricing model. And this shows you that eight sales, days on market of eight, which is good. Six sold, so I got plenty of comps. Three are under contract. This is the age. This is their size. I'm right on it. This is the assessment. Remember, my assessment is 1.214 of the home I'm pricing. Look at the rest of them, all 1.26. So maybe 50,000 higher. I could see what they listed for. I could see what they sold for, the price per square foot, percentage of assessment. There's no doubt in anybody's mind that I'm on target at about 1.425. Okay, so 1.425 is not a price range. There is no buyer pool at 1.425. There is a buyer pool at 1.4 and a smaller buyer pool at 1.45. So those are the two buyer pools. So I'm going into the house. I'm going to look at the house. I'm going to see, do I have a layer cake, birthday cake, or, or a wedding cake? Because it's within 20 years. It's been, it's been built, 1999. So I go in. It's a utilitarian house. Nothing special. It, it's a nice house. It just is functional. But there's no bells and whistles. It's not a birthday cake. It's a layer cake. So we got a layer cake. So if I'm looking at 1.4 or 1.45, I would... Um, say definitely one four, not one four five. Okay, I got. I can't. If you're off by twenty five or fifty thousand dollars, you will not sell that house. It will not sell. You've got to be careful. Forty percent of the homes don't sell. Most of that is because they're unprepared or overpriced. So, so if you can see here, I'm at one four two five. The two buyer pools are one four one four five. I look at the house, and I go over all of these comps. I'm rating the comps. Now, in addition to this model, I run what's called a uh, appreciation model. So I go back to when they bought their house. They bought it for $985,000. The home is, the rest of the homes were valued at $1,086,000 at that time. So what does that tell you? That they bought it at $100,000 less than market value. Layer cake, Right. That validates my opinion. My antennas were up when I saw this. I said, why did they buy it for 100000 less than the market condition? And then, and then I got to the house. I went, it's a layer cake. Okay, I get it. I get it. No, no big deal. It's just, you know, got to price accordingly. So what I do is I use the appreciation throughout the years. I run a model every year so I can follow what is that buyer pool? Where is the buyer pool at? For a 3,600 square foot home built in 1990s, the 145, I mean 1425. Uh, That's the exact same number that I just came up with. So I know I'm right. Now, if the home was purchased 100,000 under, and I'm getting to the AI here in a minute, right now we're talking authenticated intelligence. 
This is logical. This is exactly what the house is worth. Before I show you what artificial intelligence says it's worth, I want you to know what it actually is worth. So the buyer pools at 1425. We are somewhere 1325, but nothing on the market, not a lot of actives. We have a, you know, I know interest rates are high, but we just don't have any inventory. We may be able to put it on that buyer pool at 1.4. So this again would tell me if I'm stuck at 1.4 or 1.45, where do I want to test? This clearly tells me, well, you really should be at about 1.325. So, so don't go over 1.4, right? So all of my intelligence now tells me, all my intel, and guess what? I'm right. I'm right on the button. I'm not off by anything. I, I know the appreciation is, is in agreement. I know they're a layer cake. I know when they were built, what they were built for. I know how it's appreciated. I know what the comps currently say it's worth. So I'm right on the number. There's plenty of comps. So I don't have to worry that, you know, maybe one or two comps skewed it. It did not. All right. So we're all in agreement. This house 1.4. I tell that I go over this with a seller after I go over a lot of other stuff, marketing with that. I go over the pricing. So, and, and again, let, let me just say this. Some agents will walk into a listing and say, what do you think it's worth? Do you think it's worth 175? I think it's worth 175. Absolutely. I think that's a great number. Let's start from there. There are agents that talk about this all the time that if Zillow has a number and that's what the seller wants, that's what they just go with. They don't argue. They, they, can, they can say, hey, um, Zillow must have been wrong. Artificial intelligence. I can tell you they're wrong every time, which is why 40% of the houses go up with uh, unsold. All right. So we're clear one four. I tell this to the seller. I look up from my computer and his face is purple. He's not red. He's not mad. He's beside himself. I'm absolutely 100%. And, and I'm not sure, to be honest with you, when I first looked at this, I, I wasn't sure what was going on. It's like, am I too high? Do you think I'm too high? Do you think it should be in the one threes? Because that's probably where it would be. He said, you're trying to rip me off. I want one, two. I mean, I'm sorry, let me go back. I want $2 million. I want $2 million for this house. Now I know that if you go to 1425, that's too high. So how would I handle, how can you be off by $600,000? <clears> you know what this is like? I'm going to go through this. But it's like you're in the twilight zone sometimes, right? So, so let's go and see a normal... And again, I'm not blaming the seller. The seller has had bad intel. He's had bad AI, not authenticated intelligence like we do, artificial intelligence like Zillow, Redfin, and Realtor.com. So I go to Bob Villa's site. I say, where's the best place to find the pricing? More at, most accurate pricing, right? If I'm looking for a driver, I say, well, what are the best rated drivers? Here, Zillow is best overall. Now, we know for a fact that the house that I just showed you is worth $1.4 million, not a penny more. 
Zillow said it's worth 18953. Not only do they say it's worth 1893, they say the range is up to $2 million. Not seller, it's Zillow. How can you possibly going back to everything I've said and all the sales? So what you're saying then is if all the sales come out at 1.4, for some reason, you are worth 600,000 more than the market and you're in a layer cake. Now, the, the, the reasoning here is uh, I got a really nice backyard, which you did. Nice backyard, you know, um, not worth $600,000. It would, it may get people to bid the house over 1.4. I don't know, but you know, you've got to find the perfect buyers out there. So can you see the shock? of a seller who's looking at this or any seller that looks at the artificial intelligence. Oh, I'm not done. Realtor.com is even worse. So these are, this is Mo, Larry and Curly pricing over at Realtor.com. So let me show you this. So, so now we know where he got the 2 million. And again, you got to understand, I'm not blaming a seller. I get it. They don't have any experience. They haven't sold in 10 or 15 years. You know, this group says that's what it's worth. That's what it's worth. Here are the three stooges over at Realtor.com. Mo, Larry, and Curly, or is their most commonly known as CoreLogic, Collateral Analytics, and Quantrarium, bum, bum, dum, pun, bun, jung. Right? Okay. So the one says it's worth 1819. So they're only off by $400,000. The second one is off by $500,000. They're at 1891. Sounds like that's where Zillow's getting their stuff from right there. So, so one's off by 400,000, the other's off by 500,000. And then the third one, analytics or the quantumarium dungeon dun, 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 is at 1442. That might sound familiar. It's closer to the number that I'm looking at. But if you're a seller, who do you believe? Do you believe the one eighths or do you believe the one fourth? Redfin. Well, Redfin's at 1.6. Oh, let me go back to realtor.com and show you. They their estimate is 1772. If you add those three numbers, that's what you get. 1772. So they're off by $375,000. Now, let me tell you what this is like. If, if the real estate AI, if the real estate artificial intelligence was deployed to the medical industry, it would sound something like this. A doctor would say, I need to replace a valve in your liver. It's right here, you know, and, and if I'm off by a millimeter, you could bleed out. So we need to be very specific on how we're going to fix this valve in your liver. Then Dr. Zillow walks in. And goes, no, 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 no. The liver's up in the brain. The liver's up here. It's right here. It's up here, right? And then in, that's, that's Dr. Zillow. Then the third, fourth, and fifth opinions are coming from the three stooges over at realtor.com. No, 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 no. Larry says, the liver's right here. It's right here in the throat. You know, and most slaps him in the head. goes, ah, you're out of here. It's in the shoulder. It's over here in the shoulder. And then Curly from realtor.com says, no, 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 no. Inner thigh, left side, inner thigh, guaranteed. The liver's down the inner thigh. And the patient is sitting here going, 
And the doctor is, is shocked. That's what happened. That's what it would be like if when I'm looking at a house and I know exactly what it's worth. And then Dr. Zillow walks in and says, no, no, no. The liver's not here. The liver's up in the brain. That's the same way you feel. And you're in shock, right? I mean, I just can't. I don't, I don't know how you would validate that, right? How do you validate the prices you're coming in with? Okay, so let me go over a rule of how you price a house. Let's use this example. 3,600 square feet. Go down 500, go up 500. So the above grade square footage needs to be between 3,100 and 4,100 square feet. Similar size. Now it was built in 1999. So you need to have a similar age. So you go down, so you have plenty of samples. You go down to homes built after 1999 and before 2010. So you've got a range of similar properties that we're going to compare. And then my models are sophisticated enough to say, well, if one is, is older, right? You just need to elevate the price per square foot and yada, yada, yada. So, so I adjust you know, for being newer or older or bigger or smaller, I adjust my price per square foot accordingly. And it works. That's why we're number one in Wall Street Journal. So, so anyways, um, how could they be wrong by so much? How could, how could it be between 135 and 1425 and all of the rest of them coming up in here? I mean, I don't, I don't even understand how this can happen. So, then I get into the guts. Excuse me, I got to plug in something before we, before I go, before I lose power here. All right. So I dug deep, and each one of these Zillow, Realtor.com, RPR, which is Realtor Property Resource, these automated artificial intelligence will print out a 26 page report. Well, down on page, 18, a place where the sellers would never be able to get to or understand. Remember how I said you have to use comps that are similar age and size? Look at some of the homes that they're, they're that's a split foyer built in uh, 1959 that has above grade 1,400 square feet. So you're going to compare, you're going to use as a comp, a 1959 home a foyer, a split foyer that is 1,450 square feet above, three bedrooms up, one bathroom up. You're going to compare that house to a 1999 3,600 square foot home on a 17,000 square foot lot. Here's one. This is a Rambler. This is in their comps. This is a 1,000 square foot Rambler built in 1958. How in the heck does that qualify as a comp? No appraiser in America is going to do it. This is, this is Zillow. This is Realtor.com. This is RPR, Realtor Property Resource. The next one is a wedding cake at four, seven, uh, 714 Kingsley. This was built in 2017. Again, it's not in the range between 1990 and 2010. It's only four or five years old you can clearly see it's a wedding cake. At worst, it's a birthday cake. So they sold at 1.699, or they're on the market at 
Why they're using actives, I have no idea. So it's on the market at 1699. It was built in 2017. It's the same size. Bigger. It's bigger. And they're saying that your home is $200,000 more valuable. Built, again, a layer cake built in 1999. That layer cake is more valuable than this birthday cake that was built in 2017 and is bigger. So it doesn't it doesn't matter at this point. Uh, let me let me let me kill this. It doesn't matter at this point. The sellers are fixed on two million dollars, and that's going to hurt them. I mean, there are some houses that go on the market. And then they come off and then they go back on and then they come off and then they rent it and then the renters trash it. And they, you know, it's a long nightmare of what we call the death spiral. It's a death spiral. Um, sellers have been done a disservice. Real estate, artificial intelligence is horrible and it's dangerous. And it's dangerous because it costs people money, right? Let me go back. I tell you what, let me go back here for a second. Let me show you something. Okay. I want you to look over here on this side of what a normal model would be. And I want you to see that these numbers over here are the dollar amount over assessed value. So not all up here is an average $164,000. Most houses sell at $164,000 over value. What is that? That's the customary value of a birthday cake, of an average house. That's just the average houses that are selling. They get about 160, 175,000 over. Look down here. But they didn't all get 175. Some got 275, some got 96. That is almost a $200,000 difference. Now, maybe layer cake versus wedding cake. It may be overpriced, sat on the market and sank down too low. Right now, we've gone through a very easy time period. Plenty of buyers, no competition, no inventory. Last year at this time, pretty much nothing was going withdrawn. But within two months, 40% of the market was withdrawing. In fact, by the time it got to September, there was more homes withdrawing from the market than sold. More homes, let me say again, more homes withdrew unsold than went under contract. I brought to Donnie's attention, our, you know, the guy that's the CEO of Samson Properties. I said, we have a real problem. I got, I got fire bells going off everywhere. And it's because you can't get lazy on pricing. You can't be wrong. You cannot be wrong. Now, luckily, eight out of 10 people that call us say, I had a person that sold their house to you. They loved it. They said, just do whatever you tell them to do. So we're very fortunate that there's enough track record that those, are, but I'm talking to sellers that may not have that confidence yet and, and maybe looking at Zillow and going, Zillow or Casey Sampson, which one do I believe? I think it's $2 million. I'm going to go with the Zillow. So, but the, my point is some sell for $200,000 more than others when you look at how much higher they get over their um, over their assessed value, and that is really determined 
on the first 96 hours as I our series is first 96 hours. Uh, prepare the home, price the home, market the living heck out of the home during the coming soon period. I talked about it last week, how to sell your home at a premium. I talked about fishing versus catching. Do the predictive analysis, move right onto the buyer pool and let her rip. Then just turn it over to expert contract negotiators and let them negotiate the highest contract. We're settling on a house. It, we tested for 1.75. Remember, you can't be off by 50 grand. Tested at 175. There's nobody there. Nobody was coming to, to see this house. So we moved it to 1.7. We found the buyer pool. That's where the buyer pool was. 25 listings, 30 people at the open house, four or five contracts. Contracts came in at 1.7, 1 1.75, 1 1.83, right? That's the value of not allowing escalation clauses. We had an escalation clause. The sellers get 1.752. That's what they would have got. But instead, an expert negotiator will say no uh, escalation clauses, just highest and best offers only. And that's what got us the extra $80,000. So again, we're dealing with a lot of money here. And, and you know, I equate it to, uh, we're just settling on, um, on um, Lawyer's Road. And the seller goes, you know, we got $100,000 over, um, over customary value. And we were on Lawyer's Road. Got $100,000 over. He said, that's a Range Rover. I was looking at Range Rovers today. I can buy a Range Rover for the difference between what he put his house on the market, what the customary value was, even though it was on Lawyer's Road, and the amount of money he got, he could buy for cash the Range Rover he wanted. So that's what we're talking about here. This, the difference between what this seller got and what that seller got, that's two Range Rovers. I mean, you could buy two Range Rovers with the amount of money the difference between what these guys get. So, so, so I, and my agents, we all take it very serious to get to, and my pricing team to exactly what is the range of this house, how we test it and how we make sure when we click active, it goes boom. And we start getting action and we start getting contracts. 25 out of 26 homes that we put on the market sold in that first weekend, first 96 hours. So, so we're on the price. My point is that if you rely on Zillow, it's wonderful to see the pictures. That's great. Don't get in the pricing business. Realtor.com, Mo, Larry, and Curly at Realtor.com are all over the place. Horrible, horrible. Zillow, horrible. Redfin, horrible. HomeSnap, terrible. They're, they're like lemmings. They follow each other. Well, if Zillow says 1893, it must be at least 18. So that's the world we live in. I want to make sure that my job is to get sellers the highest possible number, the 183, not the 17, but the 183, by finding that right buyer pool, getting onto the buyer pool, and then just start catching. Not fishing, catching. Big difference. My name is Casey Sampson. I'm not going to be here next week. I may be, but it'll be coming from some ship out in the middle of Alaska somewhere. 
And if I can find a place to broadcast from, I'll uh, I'll go live. They got glaciers, they got moose, they got caribou, um, salmon, catch some salmon. So see what happens next Thursday. If I can get in, uh, I'll let Julie know. We'll post something up and get it on. But for now, I want everyone to know two things. The last two videos, selling at a premium. You want to learn how to sell at a premium. There's a lot of money on the line. Range Rovers are on the line. And this one was how artificial intelligence can send sellers into a death spiral. And we want to make sure that never happens. My name is Casey Sampson. You can call me at 703-508-2535 or Casey at CaseySampson.com. Bye now.